What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Live Bay Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This show is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist or lash business owner. So whether you work for a company or yourself, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna Jones. We are the owners of Live Bay Lash. Our heart is to share with you our uphill battle in the slash industry and to show you what started out of a tiny bedroom in our house, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to give you guys a real raw version of what things are really like. Yep. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to start a lash business in 2020 with no money. With no money. No money. It was a good one. Before we jump into that, though, a uh, couple things, a couple announcements. Got some class dates coming up. Denver, June 15th. San Diego, June 22nd. Sean and I will be in San Diego. Any excuse to go to the beach. <laughs> uh, we'll be in Portland, June 29th. Salt Lake City, July 13th. Scottsdale, July 27th. Reno, August 10th. And Milwaukee, August 24th. Uh, we are now accepting uh, um, Afterpay. We do have a new online platform available. Make sure you guys check it out. Every month, we're going to be publishing two new tutorials, uh, start to finish, full length features showing you guys how to do stuff. It's got a customer service line where you can actually call in, get your questions answered if you get stuck. Maybe you took a one-day course out there and you're having a hard time. You can send a video. They'll, they'll walk you through it, show you exactly what to do. Best of all, you get 20% off all products. And free product Sean, a month. Free product per month. And Sean and I will go live twice a month to do... Q&A or just give like business courses and help you guys out. Yes. Livebaycourses.com. You can sign up there. It's Thank 99 you. a month. $99 a month. You, you can spend, cancel whenever. Cancel whenever. It's not a, not a lifelong contract. You know, yeah. if you spend 500 bucks or more on products, you're literally getting the course for free because you're getting 20% off. Yeah, for sure. And the difference just really quick between a brand ambassador, because a lot of people are asking and the membership is a brand ambassador. You're not paying anything. You're just promoting us. You get 15% off. And I know someone was like, well, you guys answer my questions anyways. Well, what's happening is we're eliminating a little bit more of that because our customers customer service has been so bogged down with us just walking people like through problems and we're here to help but we have to have like a we have to have a cutoff point on that you know what i mean sometimes we're helping you guys that don't even use our products you know so that's what the online membership is for we're limiting more of our customer service we'll get back to in you know a a good fast time but that's what the membership's for yeah yeah it's all about afterpay afterpay we accept afterpay there it is. There it is. All you got to do when you go to check out is apply for Afterpay. <laughs> yeah. It's like getting another credit card. Yeah. All right, here we go. So jumping into this episode. So we did an episode on this. It was our inaugural, very <laughs> first ever podcast video we did. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's called <laughs> How to Start a Lash Business with No Money. Uh, fast forward a year and a half later, we're going to redo this video with some different tips, different spin, different take on it. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's, it's kind of cool. Why are we qualified to tell you? How to start a lash business with no money. Well, A, once upon a time we were so broke that we were sharing a car, renting a house, sold the landlord's refrigerator to come up the extra $200 to pay the rent. To him. To, yeah, to the landlord. Didn't tell him we sold their fridge. Uh, we literally opened a salon, didn't have enough money to finish all the rooms. We just did everything backwards. Fast forward to where we are now. Uh, now we have three lash salons here in Las Vegas. We have a warehouse retail stores where we ship, you know, product all around the world. We do classes just and, 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 you know, our businesses literally gross over a million bucks a month. So there's a lot of, a lot of upside to where we started literally damn near being on food stamps to where we are now. 
And so when we give you guys these tips, this is going to be very practical information. So if you're taking notes, make sure you have your pen and uh, paper ready because we're going to go over these things step by step. Trust me when I tell you guys this stuff. It does work. Okay? We're living proof. There is no secret sauce. There is no formula. Just know that you cannot shortcut the process. Yeah. And even though, you know, you guys, there's a lot of people now, you know, starting YouTubes and podcasts, and I think that's amazing. And if it's us that brought that awareness, as long as it's just giving back to the community and you're gaining something from it, that's what we're all about. Um, but just know, even though the process uh, for us, it took very, like many, many years of just eating shit sandwiches. It took a long time. Regardless of what information you get that's going to assist you, there's really, there, like he said, there's no shortcuts. You are going to go through your journey and there's going to be issues you're going to face. And that's that's just like the process of it. So just know that going into it. It's not us giving you this info to fast forward through all of the shit sandwiches. You're still going to go through them. We're just going to show you how to get out of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's the yeah. truth. There is no. Everybody always wants a cheat code. Everybody's like, "Well, what? Quick, let's skip to chapter ninety-seven. <laughs> now we made a million dollars. The end. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You know why it doesn't happen that way? Like, straight up. This is why it doesn't happen that way. It takes a long time for the public to trust you. Yeah. You cannot open and just be a wizard overnight. I see people, uh, re- like posting. Like, you know what's crazy? When we first started out, it wasn't cool to talk about last struggles. There was only a few handful of companies out there, a few handful of companies out there that were hoarding information. The grammar information. coach is going to kill you yeah. for that. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> uh, just kidding. There was a, a handful of companies out there that literally had all the information. They hoarded those secrets. They would give you a little bit of info on YouTube. And then the rest you had to pay for. The rest you had to pay for. It was like, it was like you know, putting out breadcrumbs for the rat. You know, like you're leaving a little breadcrumb trail right to that, bam, that booby trap. And so that's what it was. And so Sean and I came along. We were like, hey, we were broke. We were basically on food stamps. We had to lock our house up. Ha, ha, ha. And we moved to Ohio, sleep on an air mattress. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people were like, yeah, I can relate to that. And now all of a sudden, everybody's posting a story about how, how I started my last company when I only had $300. And it's like, all right, well, let me show you the stuff that really worked. You can't just go out there and advertise and then expect to just be a millionaire overnight. Yeah. The public is going to have to learn. First, they're going to have to see if you're selling a product, if you're selling lash tweezers and stuff, they're going to have to learn to try your, your tweezers and see if they like it. If you're a salon owner, they have to make sure your girls do great work. And if you have a reputation and a font, like there's so many things at the lineup. That's why you can't shortcut the process. Yeah. And sometimes it's difficult too to have everyone trust you when you're already an established business and then you kind of back backtrack it because of Mike and I and you're like well wait no I started I started just slinging lashes here and there and I had no money and it's like wait a second you know what I mean but like I said the end result is like if you're just gaining a bunch of knowledge from all of this that's all that matters but this is like the truth we're gonna you know pinpoint some of the major things that can assist you with getting started in the lash business Um, I'll talk about it first and you know we talked about we're gonna talk about some things like we talked about in the first episode but Um, what I did every single night because we couldn't afford any marketing at all. We had no money was I would follow 50 girls off Instagram because I was capped at 50, um, every single night and I would like a bunch of their photos. So that way they would get attracted to my Instagram. They would go on my Instagram page. I would always make sure like at least the first three photos were like just flawless photos, even though I really sucked at that time, um, where they would be like, Hey, what's your prices? Blah, blah, blah. So that's like what I did to kind of start my following. I know nowadays there's a lot of people who are like, I'm so mad. Like, you know, this lash artist is following like all of my, 
all of my clients. Good for them. And it's like, well, you know what? If you have true clients who just love you, then you shouldn't feel insecure about that because they're going to stay where they remain happy and that should be with you. And then you also have to think about it too is if people are following like your clients, what happens if you get pregnant and you go on maternity leave? Or what happens if you know your, your schedule's full? Like people need to find another lash artist for times where you're not available. So don't always think of it as like a bad thing. But that was one of the major things that I think started my clientele was just following those people on social media and attracting them to my page. I mean, we really had no other options because we had no cost? money. It's, it's just like, your time. It's just your time. Just your time. We all literally lay in bed at night and sitting there going, uh, aimlessly scrolling through Instagram, right? Yeah. Liking stuff, hating stuff, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying you have plenty of time. If you If you made it a goal every night to follow those 50 people, you would have more eyes on your brand. And when you follow them, like she said, she goes through likes all their photos, goes back to the beginning of their Instagram liking those photos, and they're like, who is the psycho liking a picture from 2011? Yeah. And they're like, all of a sudden, they, oh, she does lashes. Oh, her, let's see her work. How much do you charge? And it's just a segue. I think one of the most important things, too, that I want to give advice-wise, everybody out there sees like our salons and all the big Disneyland fluff that comes with them and the chandeliers and the private rooms, and they're like, I want to open one of these, too. If these two idiots can do it, I can, too. Mm. Well, here's what you don't realize. You have to start small, either out of your house or renting a room somewhere like a solo salon and build your clientele first. You can't just jump into opening the doors and expect people to come in. It's, it's never going to go that way. You're going to run into cash flow issues. You're going to be out of business before you know it. So start small. Build your client base. How do you know when it's time to expand? When you literally don't have enough time for yourself. Like you're yeah. trying to take every... You don't want to turn away clients, but you have so many of them, you forget to take a lunch break. You forget to take a pee break. You get in UTIs. <laughs> like you don't go on holidays anymore. Your family calls you at Christmas and you're trying to squeeze three more appointments in. That's how you know when it's time to start expanding. Yeah. And that's like how I was. You know what I mean? And just so you know, like I worked from home from 2011 to 2015, 15, yeah. 2015. I literally slayed lashes like from my bedroom. Like my first set of clients who thankfully were my friends, like laid on my bed. I didn't, I couldn't even afford a massage table. Like we were so freaking broke. Like I can't even stress. And we were broke for like the first couple years. You know what I mean? Like our lash artists were getting paid more than us. We were just barely getting by. Like you would never know because we just masked it so well. Yeah, that's a good bonus note. People, everybody thinks that we make all this money right out of the gate. Our boutique, still to this day, we lose money on. It's going to take a long time before the memberships outweigh the costs. And yeah. So don't go into opening a business thinking you're just going to open it up and it's going to print money. Yeah. There's a lot of time we had two and three jobs. I said this on the first podcast. Remember, we had a commission check for twelve grand. We got a commission check for twelve grand. Uncle Sam took four grand. That we had eight grand left over. Out of that eight grand, we had to pay our rent, buy supplies, pay for advertisements, pay all the salon costs, and pay our personal rent at home. And we were left over with like forty or fifty bucks, which we went to Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, that was that was the best meal of my life. That was our life. fine dining meal back then. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, we definitely took our lumps super broke i could barely i mean i would cut bottles of glue open because i was like oh my god this bottle of glue is like 40 bucks like it was just so bad and like i think that's what i i will like um you know toot our horns is that's what i love about mike and i and if you do end up building a huge business just always remember to remain humble because there's a lot of companies out there and i it's great whatever they're doing but just i think that you will attract more people if you just always remain humble you know what i mean because 
you know, not everyone's going to be at your level when you are super broke, you know what I mean? And not everyone's going to be at your level when you are successful. But if you just always remember where you came from and humble, I think that's really going to um, embark like a lot of trust with what, you know, your brand stands for. I think that's really important. For sure. The other thing is I tell you, so after you build up those clients, when it's, when it's time to make that jump, next you're going to need to hire somebody. Okay. Don't jump out and do what we did. We jumped out right away and hired three people before we had the business. That didn't even know volume. Didn't even know how to do volume. <laughs> yeah. They were getting bad Yelp reviews. They were getting one appointment a day. I heard, I'd said this before in that first episode too. Like we literally wrote paychecks for $36. That's how bad it was in the beginning. Yeah. Like, and the girl stuck around somehow. I don't know why, but they stuck around. So hire one person, help then give some of your clients to them and help promote them and build up their following, okay? And once they are full enough and they've got an overabundance of clients, then you hire that second person. Then it's gotta be a slow process. There, there is no corner cutting. If you, if you have three and four people and you don't have the business, those three and four people are gonna quit because they're not making any money. And then you're gonna go right back to square one. You have to hire somebody again. And those girls that left because they weren't making any money are gonna take those last remaining clients you had anyway. So you're gonna be back to having no clients. So you need to make sure you're, you're distributing, I'm sorry, you're distributing, distributing. distributing. <laughs> I don't know why that tongue tied me so bad. You're distributing the clients evenly and making sure those each person's schedules full before you go and hire more people. Yeah, I would say that we almost closed our doors because I did that. I mean, I hired three people. Thankfully, they did stick around, but I had to train all of them, which that was a lot of pressure on me as well. You know what I mean? Here, like you know, you have all the, like, I had all these clients and I'm trying to like pawn them off to these girls that don't even know like volume or mega. So I'm having to like, be like, no, trust me, she's good. And then like, meanwhile, I'm trying to, you know, teach them how to, it was just, it was such a cluster F. I can't even stress to you. So we almost closed the doors. And if they hadn't stuck around, I don't even know how far we would have gone. I can't believe they stuck around for that low paycheck, but yeah. Uh, next receptionist. Uh, well, I was say a good cash flow. So this is a, a big time. We'll do receptions next. Sorry, I'm not just kind of like, you know, uh, good cash flow. So, so here's the thing. So many people get into business and they start making a little bit of money then after they've gone through like the initial lumps and then they start doing the ridiculous thing of putting that money back into themselves and not the business. And what happens is they go out, they buy cars, they try and like play the part, look the part of the business owner, of the CEO or the boss babe of the company. And what happens is they're, they're, cash flow is super, super low because they're not dumping it back in advertising or hiring more staff or inventory. upgrading inventory or upgrading the salon. And what's going to happen is all it takes is one little thing like this COVID. You guys might have heard of this whole COVID thing that's going on <laughs> Yeah, uh, to come around. And those places that were kind of like circling the drain didn't have a lot of money already. This was just an excuse to wipe them out, take them out. And so that's why cash flow is so important. You got to make sure that you keep it. You, you only pay for what you need. Pay for your basic essentials. Like Shauna was just saying about staying humble, even when we first started like finally making money, we still went to 99 only and bought stuff. We still went to Ross and shopped for less. We still, still to this day, we bargain shop. We buy, if you went to our salons, looked around, you wouldn't believe the amount of furniture that there were, it's from offer up or Craigslist. Like posh looking <laughs> stuff that somebody sold in Anthem Country Club. Yeah. It was their trash that we bought for a couple hundred bucks. They cost them a couple thousand dollars. You know what I mean? What's that store in uh, Green Valley? I don't know. Uh, Kermie used to do his, his stuff there? Oh, uh, West Elm. West Elm, yeah. We got some dope West Elm stuff for like literally pennies on the dollar. Yeah, I love that. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, bargain shopping. Yeah. Who cares if it's got a little stain on it? <laughs> a little pee stain. We don't care. <laughs> Wipe that stuff right out of there. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. 
But yeah, cash flow is super important. Uh, receptions, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say about the cash flow, like what we did was we didn't have any cash flow. So we just like would max out our credit cards, like every single room, like you would, we would decorate like one room, max out our credit card, get some money, pay it off. Then, you know, decorate the other room, max the credit. It was like such like a shithole. So I would just don't say, do what we did. yeah, definitely cash flow because God forbid, like you said, if anything happens and you don't have that cash flow, you're doing all this for nothing because your business is going to go under. And that's not the whole point of this. Um, receptionist is like one of the best things you can do is get a receptionist with me. I was such a control freak that I would literally just book appointments. I had no boundaries. I'd be booking appointments at like 2am because I just wanted all those appointments. I didn't want to turn money down. So I never set boundaries. Um, finally I gave in, got a receptionist, Thankfully, it was one of our really good good friend's well, daughters. We're talking about the West Elm people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was her daughter, and she really did such a great job. And it was an easy transition for me because I knew her and I trusted her. Um, but that will like literally eliminate so much stress because booking appointments, handling deposits, cancellation fees, staying on track with all that it's it's a lot of pressure, especially um, with any type of transition you're trying to do other than getting a receptionist. So definitely, definitely get a receptionist. Yeah. Also, look for ways to diversify your business. So we were known as that salon forever. And then we got a second location. We started growing. And then we figured out we could start doing trainings. Like we have all this knowledge. Why not train other lash artists and make extra money? So so that's a great way. Look for ways to do trainings. Put together a neat training program. You've got your team who's there to help you. Call State Board first. Call State Board first, yeah. <gasps> but but that's a great way to diversify. So we were the salon making money finally, and then we started doing training, started making money, and then we finally started our own product line, which you guys already know. Uh, the only reason we started the product line wasn't so that we could sell products; it was so that we could get our cost down, profit yeah. margins up at our salon, get our costs down, and get our stuff for cheaper. And then the byproduct of that was people are like, "Well, hey, do you have any extra trays to sell? Do you have any extra?" It's like, "Well, wow, there's money in this too." Yeah. So just look for ways within the lash realm to diversify yourself and don't limit yourself i remember when i was working from home um one of my friends at the time josie she was like gosh you should open a salon you should just do supplies i was like no because we did have we started this with jobs we were mortgage bankers so that's we're mortgage bankers slinging lashes we were just doing anything selling you know? stuff on offer up yeah selling weed it was crazy i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> that's like a joke you would say yeah. oh, i'm just kidding yeah, you trump me you were, you were the more vulgar one today normally i say and everybody's just like oh it's mike shauna says everybody's like <laughs> i'm just it's kidding. more of a shock factor yeah for sure but i would say i don't even know where i was going with that because i just <laughs> oh yeah so Joseph, she was like you should open a squirrel <laughs> you should do supplies i was like oh I don't want that headache. You know, I don't want to have to deal with females because we all know females are really difficult. And that was like one of my biggest things. I was like, I don't want the drama. Just, uh, no. But don't limit yourself because something that you may think is not a good idea or you're not ready for is something that you'll end up being ready for. Like, I for sure, I for sure see that. I mean, look at what happened with me. Like, look at us now. I would have never, ever, ever thought that. So definitely keep that in mind. Don't don't limit yourself to anything. Whatever God has in store for you, it's, it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. I will, let's quick recap here. So start small, right? Start small, one room. Follow 50 people a night on Instagram, on social. That's free. doesn't cost you anything. Make sure you maintain your cash flow. Don't spend that money recklessly. Start by slowly hiring one lash artist at a time and only hire more once their books are full. Reinvest every penny you make back in. Only pay what you need for your bills. Do not put that money in your pocket yet. Diversify into trainings, into product line, hire receptionists, 
And what was the last thing you said? Sell weed if you're struggling. Sell weed if you're struggling. <laughs> I just kidding. Listen, I'm at, so at kidding. the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing this? Okay. I know we could give the Miss America answer. We're doing it for world peace and ponies and all that horse shit. But at the end of the day, you got to figure out why you're doing this. We started a business, not because we wanted to like just do lashes, not because we just want to, at the end of the day, you're just, you're, you got to, first you have to be passionate about it. You have to love what you're doing. But number two, we did it so we could make money. And all those steps along the way, all the reinvesting, all the sleepless nights, all the not having money, all the not sure if you're going to be able to pay your rent, all the ups, downs, and emotions, good, bad, ugly, it came along with it. At the end of the day, it was all for financial freedom. Okay. We enjoy helping people. We love what we do, but we did it so that we could be debt free, so that we couldn't have to worry about going through life and struggling. And at the end of the day, this is all what it had came down to. These are very practical steps. And if your long game is to do something you love, but also make great money doing it, if you follow these steps, they will get you, they will literally get you to the next level. I promise you. We're not just like telling you this crap because it's like, you know, hey, look, I read somewhere that we've gone through it. We've been sued. We've had to have second jobs to pay our bills. We've literally, you know, we've been flat broke. We've been sharing a car. We've given our last penny to our lash artist paycheck and not had money to pay our own rent. We've had diarrhea at night struggling. You know, there's so many things we've gone through. I'm telling you, these are so practical. Anybody can sit there on YouTube and channel it and, and tell you these things. We're telling you firsthand because we've gone through it. And who better to tell you than someone who's gone through it? Never take advice from someone who doesn't doesn't have a past or hasn't dealt with adversity. I promise you guys, these are practical tips and we're happy to share them with you. You did a good job, babe. Oh, well, th- <laughs> thank you. Give me a little you always, you always do a good job closing it out. I appreciate yeah. that. All right, well, that's all we got for you guys today. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, refer a friend. Sell some weed. Sell some weed. <laughs> I'm done. All right. Thank you, I'm guys. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> See you guys next episode. Thank you.